The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Afternoon News begins right now. Get $35 off your next set of tires with Laufen Tires Spring Rebate. For details, go to laufen.ca. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, hey there, Chad Bill. It is a Thursday afternoon, a bit of a rainy Thursday afternoon, and given what's going on uh, across the district, um, a little bit of rain is needed right now. How so? Uh, because there's fire bans in uh, place. Rain doesn't really uh, affect that much, to be honest with you. You'd need a lot of rain. Well, we do need a, yeah, a lot of yeah, rain. We yeah, do need sure. a lot of rain. Uh, lots coming up on the uh, show today. We'll be talking to the new CEO of ATB Financial. Who's got him on their show? We, we do. Do. <laughs> do we love him yet? We don't know. We're not sure. Um, then we're going to talk about cat declawing. This has been Wait something. Wait a minute. The new guy from ATB? No, different thing. Okay. Different thing. Got so it. 3.30 is the, the new guy from ATB. Okay. At uh, 2.30, we're going to talk about um, declawing cats and okay. the controversy around that and what some folks are doing right now, though. Well, we got a bit of rain overnight. It's been a hot, dry, and windy spring, and that's why this morning the City of Edmonton issued a fire ban. Yep. To tell us more, we welcome Acting Fire Chief for the City, Brian Singleton. Uh, Mr. Singleton, thanks for taking the time to join us. Good afternoon. Thanks very much having me. Good time to talk about this, I suppose, with the long weekend ahead and many people wanting to enjoy fire pits and <laughs> so on over the weekend, my co-host being one of them. So, Yeah, Chief, you've put a serious dent in my plans for the weekend. Yeah, well, we realized that, that you know, a lot of people probably were expecting to have a backyard fire, but certainly, you know, the safety of people, the property mm-hmm. and environment is, is a primary concern, so that's why we we did go ahead and put the fire ban in effect today. So can you explain what the fire ban encompasses? Yeah, so that means that any type of open burning, it includes fireworks, backyard fire pits, as well as any type of cooking stoves or barbecues that they use a solid fuel like wood or briquettes are, are banned from use. Right now. So, so your propane barbecue is just fine? Yeah, that's right. Propane, gas barbecues can still be used. So give us an idea of the, the steps, what you follow to get to this point uh, to lay down a fire ban. What are you watching? How bad does it have to get? Give us all of those all those ingredients that go into making this decision. Yeah, well, there's a number of different uh, pieces. Certainly the, the amount of rain we've had. Um, we have an engineer that has a fire weather index that, that takes into account the moisture at different levels in the soil and farther down, as well as as the foliage greens up that that helps um, make things not quite as combustible and so there's a whole bunch of different those are the types of factors that we use and uh, we, we monitor that fire windex every day and uh, have been doing that for the last few weeks and so you know came to the point also basing it on what the forecast is looking which mm-hmm. know, looks great for for, for being <laughs> outside but uh, not great for, for for us for that so, so uh, how long do you anticipate a fire ban to be in effect and what would change that decision yeah, so I honestly don't know how long it's going to be in effect. Like I say, we'll look at it every day. Um, it's really going to be a few days of rain, and that will make a big difference for for the for the fire weather index to, to come down to a place that's not 
high or severe, which it is right now. Well, you just can't win because a few days of rain, of course, means we're going to see a whole new mosquito population. But oh man, hmm. drown the ones that are out right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chief, um, you know, I remember a few years back. My gosh, it uh, it was quite a while back, but I've seen it over the past few years with you know things like the poplar fuzz and and that sort of stuff also causing lots of grief uh, grief when it's you know, when it's hot and and dry like that. Certainly in the River Valley, uh, where are we uh, kind of on on that? F- on that front is it still a problem yeah and so that's part of the fire ban is not only to stop um, people from having fires but also making people more aware of the increased risk right now and so you know being extra careful about about putting cigarettes out about mm-hmm. activities that might that might spark a fire we just need to be like a original that and and certainly if people see something to call right away so that we can be addressed right away so yeah. when you say when people see something are you talking about a fire, or are you talking about your neighbor having a fire pit? <laughs> well, um, I would say both. You know, if your neighbor's having a fire pit during a fire ban, uh, I mean, I think it would be appropriate to, you know, to, to let them know that that's, uh, you know, that's not allowed right now. And certainly if people don't comply, then, then people can phone 911. And, and what is the penalty for noncompliance? Um, I believe, I don't I believe it's through the community standards bylaw, and I believe it's two hundred fifty dollars. You know, we find that most of the cases are people that that just didn't really know, mm-hmm. and so uh, we're really trying to focus on compliance and and not so much on enforcement. But if people don't comply, then they then they could be subject to fine. Yeah. So getting the word out, letting people know, and just uh, going along, just just don't do it. Is exactly. your biggest? That's sort of why, Sorry, go ahead. I was, say, that, I was just going to say that's sort of why we. We wanted to get it going, even though we had a little bit of rain last night, just so like that word where it gets out as it can, the temperature goes up again, that the people, everybody is aware of it. Yeah. Is your biggest concern um, grass and trees, or is your biggest concern property? Uh, well, the the fire ban is really to prevent uh, wildfires, which is in the grass and trees. But I mean, we've experienced that before. Two years ago, I think that was on Mother's Day. In the West End, there were some fires that started in the wildland area and mm-hmm. ended up affecting some homes. So mm-hmm. there's lots of houses that are in, in areas close to trees, so um, it can certainly affect both. All right. And, you know, I find this interesting as well. You talk about the fines and uh, any charges if the activity causes a safety issue. This also may include covering costs for emergency services. And I, I suspect that that could get a little pricey, Chief. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Um, you know, if, if it is directly related to that and, and that's pursued, um, it is expensive to, and it's costly for the city to, to have a fire service, and so um, sometimes those costs are trying to be recuperated. Uh, just to be clear, a couple of our listeners asking, so what is the extent, what area are we talking about for the fire ban? <clears throat> so right now for us, it's the city of Edmonton. That's what we have control over. So that's, I mean, public places as well as your private property. The fire ban is for that. Uh, there are a number of restrictions and bans throughout the province. Um, and I think there's a there's a website, um, fire, firebands.ca, Alberta Firebands. Yeah, there's an app now too, Chief, uh, yeah, for exactly. the province, right? Yeah. So people so people can actually look and find out, you know, if they're traveling somewhere where they are. But but our ban is is related to just uh, within the city of Edmonton. Now. Out of curiosity, is a long weekend typically very busy? I mean, more busy than a typical weekend for you? Um. Uh, there's lots of different factors. I, I would say generally we get more busy. People are, are more out and about and, and things, things seem to happen. 
Um, so we're expecting a busy weekend this weekend for sure. Hmm. Yeah, and if you go on to that albertafirebans.ca and you kind of zoom in on the Edmonton area, there's lots of advisories, uh, warnings, bans in place across the province. And in fact, Strathcona County put in a fire ban uh, today as well. So uh, Acting Fire Chief Brian Singleton joining us this afternoon. want to thank you for the time. Well, thanks very much. Hope you have a great long weekend. Yeah, you, as you well. too. Yeah, so uh, fire ban in effect in Strathcona County as well, effective immediately. Uh, rural areas, Hamlets and Sherwood Park. Again, no outdoor fires, uh, burning barrels, fireworks, fire pits, charcoal barbecues. Right, so anything propane powered should be just mm-hmm. fine. So your barbecues are okay on your back deck and in your backyard. It's just the open flame uh, situation, so... That's uh, too bad, timing-wise. Yeah, it, it is timing-wise, but again, one of those weekends, as you said, it's, you know, lots of people going out, lots of people enjoying fires mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. I texted Coach and said, no fire pits this weekend. Boom. Well, I guess it's day today, eh? So hopefully yeah. we are supposed to see some uh, rain today and overnight tonight, so we'll see if that has an effect on it over the weekend, but in all likelihood it will not. So Would people be financially responsible? Yes, they could be financially you can responsible. Be, yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, uh, fire bans, albertafirebans.ca, a great website to go to. Um, yeah, if someone said, yeah, so it's, if someone could be, would people be financially responsible if they cause a fire due to non compliance, like call before you dig? Yeah. 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 <laughs> non compliance. And that has been enforced before. So, yeah, yeah you just want to be careful about that. And it's not just the sure. fine, as you said, it's, you know, the cost of emergency mm-hmm. services. Uh, showing up and, and, and that sort of thing as well. So, hey, um, before we take a break, got a question for you. Mm. You weren't expecting, but I saw um, last night, and I tweeted to you, that you were at a high school talking to students. No, the, the, the high school students were here. Oh, they were here. Yeah. Oh. There was an email that came out asking if any of us were interested in talking to the kids. Yes. Yeah. An email. Uh, yeah. So those would be the... The messages that you receive. The messages that I get in my inbox. And other departments and stuff. I'm just surprised you didn't talk about it once you got to the show because that must have been a great experience. Yeah. It's fun to talk to kids, right? Yeah, they they were What what time was it? Um eleven till twelve. Oh, that's early. That's very early. (laughs) It was eleven to (laughs) twelve. There was one session from ten to eleven and then Mm. another session from eleven till twelve. I see. And was it uh did you have to prepare anything or was it just a QA? It was just a Q&A. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So it was the kids, a bunch of kids from J. Percy Page, and actually it was, I, actually it was a mutual friend of me and Coach's who teaches there, said, is there, uh, of Coach and I, uh, me and Coach, yeah, uh, who um, teaches there, who said, you know, would it be possible to arrange this? Ah. And so turned around and asked Jesse, our office manager, you know, is this something that we could do? She said, absolutely. She took the uh, bull by the horns and uh, organized the tour and the Q&A session. How many students were here? There was about, I don't know, 15 to 20. That's great. They were all boys. There was no girls. Oh. Yeah, they were all boys. And I just asked, I said, is there no girls in this class? But it was just the way that they fell in. You know, these kids were interested in in broadcasting and Mm -hmm. radio. And so, yeah. Well, that's what we need in broadcasting, more men. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, good for you. That's a nice thing to do. Yeah, you know, you know, you get the. It's, it's kind of like going to any time. There's a that Q and A 
thing. It's like, you know, what's your best part of your job? What's mm-hmm. the worst part of your job? Oof. Did my name come up at all? No, not okay. at all. No. One uh, of the kids was like, you've been doing this for 28 years. I'm that's, like, yeah. yeah. That kid's got to go. And I was sitting beside Kepler mm. from downstairs at Fresh. Yeah. And he's been, I think, in the business for seven years. Mm. And I said to Kepler, I said, Kepler, how old are you? <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, I'm 32. And I said, so I've been doing this since you were four years old. Yep, that's a fact. Wow. Ay, ay, ay. Hmm. You know, I felt very old. It's been a little pet peeve of mine, as my kids are well aware. I always thought, when I was in high school, I, I knew, in fact, there was always a career day, right? And I always wanted to have one of my kids invite me to their school for career day. But the career would not be radio. The career would be stand-up comedy. Mm. Um, but then my kids informed me that they don't do that anymore. And I think that's a shame that they don't do that, because I think... I can remember doing those in high school, and they were very beneficial to me. Yeah, you know what? I don't. I remember having to go and having to go, being asked to go, and and <laughs> and talking to kids and that sort of thing. Um, apparently, they're doing tours now. They're 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 bringing the kids to us. But you know, you can see so many more. We used to have sign-up sheets on yeah. doors, and so you'd look yeah. at all the occupations, and the ones you'd expect to be there would be there, like yeah. doctor, lawyer, yeah. fireman, police officer, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but I never saw a sign-up sheet for entertainer. Well, and I, would, I, I would have loved to have I, yeah, found out more. I'm guessing that maybe a lot, they're not sure how, if that would is uh, uh, hmm? a long-term viable career for a lot of kids. Well, that would be my message to them. Yeah, that yeah. it's not. <laughs> that it is not. <laughs> well, it's interesting because Kepler, you know, downstairs, was talking about how he got in, he was acting and doing some comedy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, got into uh, the, the radio bit. Yeah. You know, so we did, we had, to, I took a career class or some career classes as part of a class. And it was our job to go and find the person who did the job that you wanted. Mm-hmm. And go talk to them and interview them and spend the spend the day with them. And, and that's what I did in Sault Ste. Marie. Jill Armstrong was the only 6 o'clock female news anchor in Sault Ste. Marie. And I went and sat down with Jill Armstrong. Oh, there you and go. And I just remember her, her, I remember so well. We're still friends um, yeah, to this day. But she was the one that totally turned me on to this business. Funny, because I told my dad I had an interest in advertising. Mm. And he was a guy who would hire big-name advertising companies to do uh-huh. work for him uh, yeah. as a government employee. And he arranged for me to go meet uh, a graphic artist and an advertising executive. And it was funny now in hindsight because the graphic artist was an artist. Like he was very moody and mm. I could tell he didn't really want to be there. And and the executive guy was thinking, well, this is the son of a customer, so we'd better... Yeah, we have to do, we yeah, have to we do have it. We have to do it. Let's be nice because he's thinking like a sales guy, right? Um, but the gra- I started asking the graphic artist questions about how you get into it and what training should you have. And uh, he just said, well, here. And he slid me a piece of paper. And he went, uh, draw me something. And I said, what? And he goes, whatever you want. And so I drew him something. And he looked at it and he went, you should get into ad copy. Twenty-four on the six thirty Chad afternoon news. Christine is on the phone. Hey, Christine. Oh, that's not for us. Okay, you need to tell me that that's not for us. Then. Hey, um, sorry, Christine from Adrosan. You're not going to be here tomorrow. 
No. And, I, and I've got this thing handled. There's no problem. Um, we are going to do a segment on the royal wedding. <laughs> and I know you are the resident expert on the royal wedding when it comes to um, everyone in this studio right now. <laughs> so um, what's going on with the dad? Well... You know, first off, her parents are divorced. Oh, okay. okay Did so, not know that. Yeah, so All her right. parents are divorced. They were divorced uh, when she was quite young. Okay. And She lived with mom? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, and so the question was, you know, were they going to be there? Were they not? Mm-hmm. Um, and dad seems to be quite, you know, a bit of a... You know, doesn't want any attention, that sort of stuff. And the doesn't want any was, attention, but I heard a story that he... Yeah, okay. so w- whether or not he was going to walk down the aisle, walk mm. her down the aisle or not, and apparently he was going to, and then apparently um, there's, uh, there's talk that there was some... S- possibility that he was paid for some paparazzi photos of mm. him preparing Cashing for the wedding. in a little bit, was he? You know, that sort of okay. thing. And next thing you know, he apparently has had a heart attack or has had to have a heart procedure and so he's not going to the wedding now. Now, is there any suspicion among conspiracy theorists that of he... Of course. Oh, okay. Yes. He doesn't really have a medical problem. Of course. The royal family said, we would like you to have a medical oh, problem. Oh, no, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't say the royal family. I would say that, yeah, well, th- that's a possibility, but there's probably also that he's just doesn't want to be there. It's a tricky business, this uh, wedding planning, whether you're a royal family or not. It's a tricky business. At my son David's wedding, to be honest with you, I was quite... I don't want to use the word hurt because that's too strong a word. No, I think it was hurt. that Because we've got a couple of divorces happening there. So bride's parents are divorced. Groom's parents are divorced. They're remarried, you know. And so, you know, they kind of separate you in the room into corners so that you don't have to sit with your ex-wife or whatever. Um, And I would have been okay with that if not for two things. One, um, that I got the worst table in the room. The the Edmonton Grosses were, quite frankly, in the worst table in the room. We were at the very edge, almost around a corner, could barely even see the speakers from where we were. Mm -hmm. And number two, um, the stepdad, who, by the way, no longer in the picture now, because yet another divorce has taken place, uh, got up there and gave a heartwarming speech about being my son's dad. And, And honestly, I just... I, I don't want to say hurt. It wasn't hurt. I was I just. I think you were hurt. I, I, I guess maybe I kind of was. Like I just I think sat your there. Your nose was totally out of joint. It was out of joint is a better way to put it. Yeah. Uh, now I had declined the opportunity to speak myself. I, they had asked. <laughs> no, no. But listen, because I had said, whatever works for you guys, you just tell me what you want. Like, don't feel like I have to speak or you know. Mm. So they kind of they took that to heart, which I wanted them to, and they said, well, it would be awkward to have two dads giving a toast or whatever, and I'm like, great, let the other dad do it. Um, I'm totally cool with that. But his speech wasn't just about, he's not a very good public speaker, but his speech was Doesn't not, matter. I, well, it was, it was an inappropriate speech, I, and I think most people felt it was an inappropriate speech, because he actually made reference to the fact that um, you know, I, I had to take the role of your dad, because of course your dad wasn't in the picture. Like, you know, stuff like that, where you're like, uh, I was in the picture. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean that that should have been your your son and your daughter in law. They should have uh, taken care of that. Yeah, but they didn't, and I wasn't. Yeah, then it, you should have said something to them. Well, I didn't know that that was going to happen. I, like I say, I'm not. I wasn't mad at my son or my daughter in law. I my I was just a little out of. Yeah. But I didn't. 
let anyone know mm-hmm. that night that that was the case or whatever. But it did bug me for quite mm-hmm. some time after that because you'll remember I officiated that wedding. Yeah. So I officiated the wedding, which is a cool part, uh, you know, a, cru- a cool role to play in your son's wedding. I mean, I was so honored that they asked me. But I think they sort of felt that, well, that was the honor yep. we gave you. my dad. So we'll give the other dad the opportunity to give the toast mm-hmm. and so forth. But his toasts were just like, you know, I know whenever you had trouble, it was me you came to. I know that... You know, you had no other, you know, just references to having no other father figure where I'm just Mm. sitting there going, nobody vetted this speech for you, buddy. Like, I'm sitting right here. I would have talked to your son about that. Uh, I would have talked to your son about that. After the fact? Uh, Before, yeah. Well, and who would have anticipated that that, he didn't have a written speech? Yeah, well, that's also another problem. He just got up there and winged it. Speeches and wing it ever. Ever, ever. Because you will regret what comes out. So, my wedding? My wedding, I've got both sets of parents there, both remarried, all of that sort of stuff. No, neither of you are speaking. My brother gets to do it. Better. My brother will take care of it on behalf of the families. That was my suggestion. We uh, nominated Maddie to get up and give a toast on behalf of the grocers from Edmonton, Mm. and she did a brilliant job at it. It was really good. But, you know, weddings are... Honestly, we're going through this right now. Weddings are very tricky. They can well, be yes, a very, very are. tricky thing, especially with, with families who are dysfunctional. Let's Which put it that way. Which a lot of families have families dysfunction, are, right. Yeah. In, in some way. Yes. And so there's got to be a lot of talking done beforehand and, um, and then, you know, putting your foot down afterwards. And frankly, like any um, gathering, pick your speakers carefully. I, I can't tell you how many times, and I know that in some cases it has to be an individual, yep. a certain individual, but if you don't feel they're a good public speaker, work with them a little bit or... Or get them some or, help. Get them some help or make some suggestions or ask to see the yeah. speech, right? So you know what? Uh, we need to... We're going to talk about um, decline cats, which, you know, sometimes you mm. have to do at a wedding too. There you go. <laughs> um, but you know what? Three o'clock, why don't we do this? We haven't done it in a long time. I mean, there's a bit of a debacle going on with the royal wedding sure. with all of this. It's wedding season. Let's talk uh, wedding gong shows maybe at 3. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.